Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Get in the pole position in Indy. The pole's position. It's time for pole's position. The Bears have the number one pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. What will Ryan Poles do with the number one pick? We're going to evaluate the draft class, and I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away. We're counting down the days to the NFL Draft. How about the number one pick with the Bears? Are you ready for people to start questioning whether you're the, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next I mean, year? I am. I would trade Justin Fields. I'm Justin Fields all the way. I love the kids. What I'm hearing out of Chicago is they're in the package you must trade him for some other pieces and then go with the Bryce kid from Alabama. Wow, I did not know that. That's a good, that's a good old insight right there. There's many things you can do. Uh, trade um, back. Yeah, trade back. So, um, he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a <laughs> The Bears would be absolutely insane yeah. to trade you. Put your pom-poms down in Chicago, Justin Fields. He's not a star. Poles position with Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons on The Score. Every day at this time, we try to get inside the mind of a hypothetical that Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham and the brain trust over there at Hallis Hall are trying to figure out as they run the offseason. Cunningham position just didn't make as much sense as a title for the segment. There's no Saturday morning cartoon called Cunningham position. I never once got into a Cunningham position machine at an arcade when I was a kid either. So, and he doesn't have final say, so it really would have made no sense. But um, we're also going to talk to former Notre Dame uh, quarterback Malik, uh, Malik Zaire coming up in about 20 minutes or so about Justin Fields and mobile quarterbacks and the whole thing. John Morosi will join us in an hour. But if they stay at one... After Jalen Carter's uh, arrest, the consensus is it would be Will Anderson. So if they trade from one, which we know now know they are going to do, uh, the question is, would you draft another edge rusher, which seems to be a strength in this draft, mm-hmm. according to mock drafts, combine performances, et cetera, and say, all right, we're not getting Will Anderson, but we're getting a solid 1B to his 1A? Uh, or is, basically, is there someone that you could say, this guy could be a defensive end in a 4-3 that's not Will Anderson, but is still an impact player, a blue player at that premium position 
in the draft. That's what we're going to try to figure out here now that we've got the measurables of some of these guys at the combine because not everybody uh, went through and did all of the workouts for various reasons that we'll get into over the course of the conversation. There's a lot of good edge rushers in this draft, according to everybody, having read a bunch of this stuff. Now, a bunch of different analysts, they say there's a lot of good edge rushers in like the top 60 and also going down into round three, maybe the beginnings of round four. Like you run across teams that are going to need edge rushers and going to take them in the in the middle rounds, like like the Chiefs and other teams like that, who are really targeting specific guys down deeper, like Derek Hall out of Auburn or Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. That's not who we're going to focus on here because, again, like you said, we're thinking about top half of the first round. Right. We're talking about the, the trade down. Yep. The, the first player selected, the top rookie added uh, this year. Because for anyone, again, who doesn't remember uh, everything about Will Anderson, this is one of the most complete packaged players uh, that you'll see. He has measurables that comp to Khalil Mack. He came in and went 253 pounds. He had a 17 and a half sack season. He had a 10 sack season. He was SEC Defensive Player of the Year back to back years. He was an All American back to back years. Mm-hmm. He's played in huge games for a huge program on a huge stage. Makeup off the charts and has blown everybody away in interviews. The thing is, if you're measuring just stay at one and get Will Anderson, is he that good? Or trade down and load up on other resources and build your very empty roster? I think most of us, and I certainly, and I think you, do not feel it's worthwhile to stay at one and take Will Anderson. He's not like the game-changing, game-breaker, my God, we got to have him player that's that's worth more than trading down and getting other assets and filling your roster I honestly out. don't think that any non-quarterback would be for the current Bears situation. Like, I don't think you could give me a non-quarterback in the last 10 drafts that's like, yeah, instead of trading down and getting three, four, five assets, mm-hmm. I would take that guy. I mean, may- maybe we could come up with, the, like, like if Justin Jefferson was there and you knew everything about Justin Jefferson that you know now or whatever the case may be. But, like, you add Miles Garrett to this Bears team, you're better, but it's not complete game changer, everything like that. You, you, need, you need bodies. You need multiple good players at this point. So if you trade down to four or seven – and Tyree Wilson is there. That's the guy who seems to be the consensus second edge rusher. He was the fifth pick in Todd McShay's most recent mock draft. His mock draft two point or three point oh, which is a, which is interesting. Five overall. Yeah, mm. five overall to Seattle. Um, He's huge. He's got unbelievable length. Eberflus has talked about length and poles on the defensive line. Saw Tyree Wilson written about as heavy-handed, super strong, powerful hands, and long. I could see them falling in love with the skill set and the body type. Yeah, but so so he's 6'6", 271 pounds, nearly 36-inch arms, huge hands, but here's the, here's the rub. You haven't seen him on a football field since November. Broke a bone in his foot. So didn't finish the season. Uh, wasn't at the combine. I mean, he did, did did the the interviews and the, and the, didn't and, do the drills and the hype, but didn't but didn't do the drills. Right, exactly. He's going to be healthy enough to do a pro day. I don't know the answer uh, to to that, mm-hmm. but seven sacks in each of the last two years. So you just think about it, right? Like now, again, broke a foot in November, so shortened last season in college. 
but he's the type of guy that you are going to be doing some projections on. You've got film and you've got some productivity, mm-hmm. but you are going to be doing some projections on this is a physical freak of nature who his best football has not yet been played. And so there's always a bit of a risk to think that that's going to then happen at the NFL level. But physically, he's going to do some things that are more impressive than even Will Anderson. You know, like he's because of the size, because of the length of the arms and everything, right? His arms are basically two inches longer than Will Anderson's. Mm-hmm. So when you add in, and he's 20 pounds heavier. So he is, he is an absolute monster of a human being. So conceivable that they go that way. Yeah. I, I, but not having played since November is a little scary. Um, Nolan Smith from Georgia was the real, was a combine freak. So similar thing. Tore his pectoral muscle. Uh-huh. So he only played eight games this past year. Only had three sacks. But did everything at the combine because he's healthy. Four three nine forty, forty one and a half inch vertical, ten uh, uh, foot eight inch broad jump, two hundred and thirty eight pounds. He's the heaviest player in the last ten years to have a forty below four four and a vertical leap above forty four inches. So one of the oh, above forty inches, forty right? inches. Yeah, because yeah. I've got I've got him down for forty one. Yeah, and my half bad. On, on the so the forty yeah. below four four and the vertical above forty. Heaviest yeah. player in the last decade to be that athletic. So complete athletic freak of nature. But you mentioned three sacks this past year. Only three sacks the year before. Not productive in terms of stat sheet. They say you can see the traits on the tape, but you don't see the production on the tape. Mel Kuyper's got him as a third round grade. I saw that this morning. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, being honest, that that's wrong. Like, if it just, I, I've I've watched enough NFL drafts, you know, and, and Mel Kuyper has too. Yeah. If you if you're 240 pounds and rub, run a sub four four and can right. jump 11 feet, you're going but, to be drafted in the top 20. But but a third round grade. And where he's going to go are different. I think Kuyper they the, are same, different. the same sentence. He said, I have him as a third round grade, but I can see somebody reaching for him between 15 and 25. That's the first round. Yeah, yeah that, that is the first <laughs> round. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it doesn't show up in production makes me a little afraid that this is one of those athletic combine things that is making him fly up the board at the underwear Olympics and yeah. is not really based on production. Well, and you'd think, okay, he had to, he got to play with Jalen Carter on his defensive line and still not productive with him commanding double and triple teams and all of that. Right. The, the word, the profile I read on Nolan Smith was if you gave him one good coach, he would be great. He needs to learn pass rush moves that basically all he does is, watch the ball, and then chase the quarterback. That he doesn't have a counter move, that he doesn't have the swim move, that he doesn't, you know, he basically just tries to bend and run around the tackle and eventually it gets repetitive and you got to mix in a bull rush and you got to mix in a spin move and you got to, you know, mix in all the other things. And if you actually taught him pass rush moves, Mm -hmm. he'd be great, but he's got all of those physical things. And then there's Lucas Van Ness. See, that's that's a guy that I fell for as I'm doing this, man. Okay. He's local kid. He, but he's a pizza delivery story away from being JJ Watt, really. Oh no. <laughs> Go on. He's he's versatile, can play up and down the line, has the motor, that drive that makes him competitive with everybody. 
rugged, can be a run stopper and a pass rusher both. From uh, the Sports Illustrated preview I was reading, his motor runs hot no matter what role he's playing, displays exceptional ankle flexibility and lower body looseness for his size, which translates to above average agility. His sheer length and lower body strength allows him to push the pocket incredibly well. And then similar to what you were saying about, about Nolan Smith, needs a coach. His bull rush is the go-to in the arsenal, converts speed to power tremendously with the long limbs, but adds some moves, and he will get to the quarterback any number of ways. Yeah. For some reason, didn't start 450-plus snaps each of the last two years, but I don't know what that was all about. Because he was productive. Well, seven sacks Uh uh, each year, big measurables, very strong, a lot of local tie-in, obviously played big-time Big Ten football. Uh, and then the only other guy I included, and then we can go back to any of these guys that you want. The only other guy I included was Miles Murphy out of Clemson because I've just seen a wide range on him. I've seen him in the 20s, and I've seen him as a borderline top 10 pick, uh, 14 sacks, 63 pressures, 23 tackles for loss over the last two years. So pretty damn productive, obviously always surrounded by great defensive line yeah. uh, talent but played in big games and fairly productive player. It is weird that he didn't start. It is also a little weird that he's entering the NFL as a red shirt sophomore. Um, You know, so it, it, but he's enormous. The motor's incredible. The versatility to be up and down the line is incredible. I, I could see looking at him as this incredibly raw and athletically gifted possibility with that motor, man. And that motor is, that's a big deal. I feel like that's a motor that's going to jump off the tape for them. They're going to see the that he loves football on the tape, like like they've been talking about. Yeah, well, that, listen, they, they they love that part of it. So you think of these guys, they would go for Van Ness. for Van Ness mm-hmm. because of, because of love of the game and and the versatility as they're building a team that they'll have a guy that they dream of being their JJ Watt in that way of being able to play inside and outside as they're putting stuff together. Isn't yeah. the description of someone who loves the game, someone who's got a hot motor all the time and someone who's rugged, just the same thing as calling him a coach's son, bring your lunch pail to work kind yeah, of guy. But he's white. A gritty white. Yeah. yeah. He's a gritty white. Yeah. They're easy descriptors. His name is gritty white. And you comped him to J.J. Watt. I did. Yeah, you comped him to J.J. Watt. I sh- should I have gone Jared Allen? <laughs> yeah, 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 Jared White. Allen. How about Max Crosby? Max Crosby. Max sure. Crosby. Underrated. Yeah. You had him at. Justin, yeah. what, with the guy with the 49ers, with Justin Williams. That Justin was, Wilson. Yeah, just, no. Justin Wilson, no. the, 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 ca- the Cajun chef. No, no, the, the old 49 Like, uh, he was a while ago. Yeah, Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson. Okay. Pretty sure. Closer, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, maybe it wasn't Justin Wilson. Justin. I'm glad we did that. Uh, <laughs> we're really going in depth here on this stuff. No, right, we, we, we're, talking, we're, talking, we're talking throwbacks. Yeah, but no, so he Justin Smith. Justin, Justin Smith. Justin Smith. That's Smith. It, not Wilson. I'm so about. sorry. Justin Smith. Smith instead of Wilson. My bad. I'm curious what you Googled. Justin 49ers. Oh, I, I Googled oh, okay, white I 49ers white. pass rusher. You Googled X 49ers pass rusher? No, white 49ers pass rusher. Oh, and you and got Bosa ju- came up first. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No, I wasn't sure. Yeah. yeah all right. At first, I went Justin Wilson, 49er, and nothing came up. <laughs> Zero results. <laughs> Actually, Jeff Wilson, the former running back. Did you mean back. Jeff Wilson? Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't mean Jeff Wilson. <laughs> Google. Google, stop talking to me. So, yeah, Miles Murphy, the Clemson kid. I mean, I again, I, I would be surprised because he doesn't, like, th- there's, there's no, like, oh, each guy is going to have a more impressive, like, single trait. 
uh, than, than him in terms of the physicals, but he's like a pretty damn good all-around player. Mm. I feel like that would be maybe something if they traded down really far in the draft. Tyree Wilson, those numbers just don't make any sense. Like, if he if he has a pro day and runs well at 271 mm. pounds with 36-inch arms at 6'6", that's just preposterous. So... They need help for pass rush and rush defense. So I could see him as as a guy there for the Bears. But let me let me ask you this. Well, let me let me add this okay. real quick. Sorry, Lucas Van Ness told people at the combine that I had two older classmen in front of me, and that's just kind of the way the University of Iowa does things. They're fair and consistent, and so the upper class. Why didn't start. start? Yeah, but it's. But I mean, he obviously was productive, and he's a borderline top ten pick. Yep. So you know. Patrick Williams didn't start. He was the fourth overall pick, and that's working out great. <laughs> um, okay, so we, we went through all these guys, right? No, Nolan Smith coming off an injury, not productive, crazy workout warrior. Tyree Wilson coming off an injury, uh, not going to have all of the measurables necessarily, but physical freak in nature. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, pretty damn productive, oh, kind of raw, loves the game. Watch some tape of Lucas Van Ness, people. Watch him bull rush. The, the bull rush is, oh, is pretty ridiculous. It's spectacular. Yeah, but it, it's... And he's long. You got to have more in the NFL. I know. But, but yeah. Coach him up. All right. What if I told you this? Yeah. What if it went Bears trade to four with Indy, like we've been talking about. Indy takes a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Houston takes a quarterback. And Arizona trades down to a team that takes a quarterback. Oh, boy. So you're QB, one, two, three off the board. You're sitting at four with every defensive player available. And so your intention may be if you traded, you know, early, like has been the rumor for the last week or so, that Poles is going to trade ahead of free agency, which starts, you know, a week from today. And he's going to have the intention of trading down twice, but he's going to acquire a player. It's going to be for the cap space. And he's going to trade down twice. And then you get there and you're like, all right, I'm going to trade down again. I'm going to trade from four to seven with Raiders. I'm going to trade from four to nine with Carolina. But Arizona jumps you and the third quarterback goes off the board. And now you're sitting there and maybe the trade down offer isn't there because the quarterback that the team wanted well, that would is, be dependent, is, yeah. is, is gone or the quarterback is still there because someone wants to, oh my God. Uh, Anthony C- Richardson's still there. Or, or Levis or Stroud or whoever. Would you in that spot trade down? Again, or take Will Anderson because I think I'd take Will Anderson. Mm, I think I'd trade down again because I, I think, think if you got the second round pick and the future first, the fact that the dude had—I mean, the best defensive player in the SEC back-to-back years—doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a safer pick than me. We're talking about a Big Ten guy. We're talking about a Big Twelve pass rusher. We're talking about guys coming off injury. We're talking about guys that had three sacks on the Georgia offensive uh, defensive line. I hear you. Like I, I, I guess just you need you can't afford to miss on this pick. And in that very specific scenario uh-huh. of Will Anderson being there at four, you already got back the second round pick that you gave up for Claypool. You already got the extra first round pick for next year. I don't know that I'd be greedy for draft capital, and I think I'd take my sure thing pass rusher. I would be greedy for draft capital, and I would I would go down knowing that, while for the purposes of this exercise we're focusing on edge rushers, maybe they're taking Jackson Smith and Jigba, or maybe they're taking Paris Johnson at nine or right. at seven or wherever they're dropping to. So I think if three quarterbacks go one, two, three, you're feeling real good about still getting a blue player. 
if you're trading down again because the quarterbacks are all gone already. But, but is there so 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 I'm not is, locking into an edge rusher at that no, point. No, of course. Of course. You could you right. Jalen Carter could be falling and then you take you take it whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Jackson Smith and Jigba. But if you trade to 4 and it goes QB 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 is you your phone s- ringing off the hook to trade down again? Uh, th- that I don't know. So that that's if, because if you want the double trade and you want the trade early. If it's not, and I have to stay there and take Will Anderson, I'm, I'm fe- I am feeling just fine about that. It's a pretty that. damn good. Got my trade down done. Got some extra capital, and I got the best player in the draft, who's not a quarterback, frankly. That's the leader and everything like that. Yep. Yeah, it's a that, it's a good spot. That's a real good spot. It's a real, to be. Yeah. So I I just. When I did a little bit of a deeper dive on these edge rushers, yes, maybe you would do it for a different position, but I, I think Will Anderson just checks all the boxes that in that particular scenario, I'm not sure they would trade down mm-hmm. a second time. This was fun. This was productive to dive into these edge rushers because they need one, and it's it's nice to find guys that you that you start to dig as you're doing it. They need like three. <laughs> uh, Malik Zaire, former quarterback at Notre Dame, has a lot of thoughts on Justin Fields, mobile quarterbacks. He's been scouting him, doing film stuff. We're going to talk to him next on the score the parkinson spiegel show those network nitwits wouldn't know a decent announcer from a ken doll do you see what this is yeah your hand that's my fist when i close it while we're on the air you close your mouth that's the most important skill in this job that's you talking that's you shutting up comprending afternoons on the score Talk to John Morosi in 30 minutes. Malik Zaire going to join us in a matter of moments. Looking forward to talking to him. Never talked to him. But Shane said he's been doing some media stuff and he's really good. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember watching him play. So uh, we'll do that in just a minute. Yeah, a year ago today, Aaron Rodgers decided he was coming back to Green Bay. Oh. So is there a chance that a year after that today... He chooses to go to the Jets. Uh huh. We'll possibly get that news later today after the Johnson and Johnson private family jet was out there in California. You think he just like March eighth is decision day? That's what I like to make my decisions. <laughs> he just decided that that's his day. Uh, I think it, I suppose that's possible. Decisions coming between now and free agency. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. what Ayahuasca did for me. Yeah, Ayahuasca will push him that way. He had a vision. He asked for, grandmother um, to <laughs> let him purge. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose that's possible. We'll get. We'll get word at some point. Yeah. What are you rooting for in that story? Uh, I'm rooting for him to go to the Jets and be absolutely terrible. See, I'm surprised that you're not rooting for him then to be on the Packers because you wanted to. Beat him so badly. I'm just done with the whole thing. Now you're done with it. Sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. This is one of them, Aaron. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I wanted to, like, beat him. You wanted to beat him. Yeah. Yeah. But now you're done. I mean, we could. We could beat him. But if he goes back there, he's probably just going to keep beating us. Just just mark this tape, though. For, he wanted him to go on. He wanted it over. And then he comes back to the Packers. This is like, what I wanted. I'm glad he's back. I want to beat him. <laughs> I want Justin Fields to take the torch. Well, we're going to go, right, at Lambeau? I, or is it Rogers contingent? See if Jordan Love. No, Tanny, you've never been to Lambeau, man. I want to go with, with you for your first game to Lambeau. And you want to go for Bears-Packers, so we will make that happen. But I want to go to 50% of the Bears road games this year. Well, they've been sending us everywhere. I don't know if people notice. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's cool to have dreams. Yeah. 
Like I want to, I I really want to go to New Orleans. I want to go to Kansas City. Uh, sure. I, I want to go to Green Bay. And Minneapolis, I wanna... long time Minneapolis. We got to check out the stadium. Want to check out the stadium in Minneapolis? <laughs> and and I think I I can't I can't get it confirmed, but I may as well just. I think the Bears are going to Germany. I think the Bears are going to Germany to play the Chiefs. I can't, I can't, I don't have it locked down yet, so please don't report it or like put it on our website or anything like that. That this is not from my sourced schedule, guy or girl. Okay, but I Harry Tynowitz. I I think, <laughs> I think the Bears are going because if you see, I, there's no reason for you to have seen the Chiefs' uh, home schedule this year, but it's just. Well, every, you know me. Well, I mean, ever it, since my years in Kansas City, I well, checked that it, stuff out. It's every AFC powerhouse. It's going to Kansas City. It's, it, it, yeah. And so I just feel like they're not going to do they're not going to do Chiefs Bengals in Germany. They're not going to do Chiefs Bills in Germany. You know what I mean? They're gonna, they're going to send I don't think and the, their division games. I don't think they'll send a division game over no, there. No, I think you're so, right. So it, it's like bear, it's like Chiefs Dolphins, Chiefs Lions or Chiefs Bears are the only home games that aren't division games or against like playoff rematches. This For, game is the most confused game of that <laughs> I'm knowing. So like how how would you guys feel if this show like didn't go to spring training? Uh-huh. Didn't go to the draft. Keep going. But we went and saw Cubs Cardinals in London and then saw Chiefs Bears in Munich. I'm okay with that. That'd be cool, right? Man, we'd have to bring Flula. <laughs> we, we, right, us in Flula in Germany for the NFL. That's a natural. Odyssey will cut that check. It shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be a problem. Come on, field. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Hey, Fields. Hey, we got to go see Justin Fields. Justin Fields forever. We'll write you a song, Fields. Everything. Whatever you want. David (laughs) Fields. There's no S. For as long as we can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, slow down. Yeah, no, it'd be great. I'm friendly with the man. Uh, Yeah, that's right. It's worked out so well. Uh, Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Let's go. I'd, I'd like to go. I like the idea of us Where's going. Where's Malik Zahir? I'm saying. Uh, yeah, see, I don't know what's I'm going on. Uh, the Malik pulled the company. But Malik pulled that wild move where he tweeted about coming on and then doesn't pick up his phone. Yeah, and then I pulled the wild move of uh, promoting it, of filibustering, and wondering about... how long the CEO is going to be here. <laughs> I know. For the folks at home, this is why we try to schedule something for every segment, so Danny doesn't <laughs> off the rails. Yeah. All of a sudden, so Danny doesn't decay into nonsense. <laughs> All of a sudden, uh-huh. it took four minutes. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. You brought how fast. it up. I did. I you, know. You brought it up. Absolutely. I yes ended you. I'm a bear poker. Okay. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of bear poking lately, and really usually have been. the guest usually saves us. Yeah, I'm all right. Sorry, that's not happening for you now. Well, we are going somewhere. We're going to Circa <laughs> Resort and Casino. Unless we're doing something, we're going. We're going to Stadium oh, we are Swim. Going. They're sending us somewhere. <laughs> yeah, this is a pre. If this goes well, oh. maybe we'll go to Munich. <laughs> Thursday and Friday, the 23rd and the 24th. As long as Derek Stevens has a place in Munich, we might go there. Is Bubba still coming? Is she back out yet? Bubby's in. My oh. mother-in-law is coming. Very excited Ooh, to hang like out that. with all of you guys. How, Absolutely. How incredible would that be if Derek Stevens was like, oh, you guys want to just go to you guys want to go, go to Munich? Munich? Yeah. I'll, I'll open up a <laughs> European soccer gambling hall. Like, I'll open up Stadium <laughs> Swim Berlin. Right. These are our options. Do they need windows in Germany? <laughs> Maybe Russ Armstrong yeah. will send us. <laughs> the Munich window guys. <laughs> He hates Big Window over there. Yeah, it'd be terrible. Excuse me, it's pronounced Big Window. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> well, you're my you're my accent guy. Uh, I am. There's still multiple options, though, to come see us in Vegas for the tournament on the 23rd or the 24th. The Sportsbook Stadium Swim. They got the private man caves for groups. And also, we're celebrating the fact, uh, take me out to Vegas, if you will. First time in decades, all 30 teams are playing on opening day. They'll be celebrating at Circa. No better place to watch every pitch live. And uh, Purdue is the favorite in the Big Ten tournament, according to Circa, which is right here in Chicago. Northwestern is the two seed. I don't know if they're the second favorite on Circa. I know you said Purdue is the favorite. But I'm thinking uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go over there this weekend and go to some Big Ten tournament Are games. You? Absolutely. Do you have your tickets? I uh, am working on getting in as a member of uh, credentialed media. Oh, look at you. And I hope that uh, that works out because uh, it's a nice opportunity having the tournament right here. I'd like to go and cover it and learn some stuff. So maybe I'm not a complete idiot come the NCAA tournament. Good for you. I was looking at tickets. and uh, right? I'm hoping that the prices drop. Yeah, a little, little, little ridiculous for Big Ten basketball right now. There. Yeah. Uh, we, is Malik Zayer going to join us on the other side? Oh, we'll see. We'll a- give it a shot. Actually, Everett Golson's going to be on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And if he doesn't call, Carlisle Holiday will be joining us. <laughs> oh, very nice. Uh, well, that's perfect. That's a good John pool. Morosi at 4 o'clock. Tommy Reese before that as well. And some weirdness uh, in our sports viewing last night. Next on The Score. And there is Malik Zaire, the lefty, looking for his first real action as the backup to Everett Golson. Yeah, Zaire's kind of the left-handed version of the right-handed Golson. Very athletic, big arm. And here he is, Malik Zaire with his very first play of his college career. He high-stepped it. Welcome to Notre Dame, Malik. Yeah, you start off your career at Notre Dame. 56-yard run. <laughs> Not bad. He did a heck of a job on the read. There it is. The cutback all the way across the green. Realized he didn't have the speed. He starts high-stepping it. Right about here. Boom, boom. Get off me. Zaire completes it. Touchdown, Notre Dame. Four. Wilson bouncing it outside. Got a block from Zaire. Touchdown, Fighting Irish. Roddy throws blocks, too. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score. Thrilled to be joined by Malik Zaire on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And talk about being a mobile quarterback, Justin Fields, and a lot more. And he's got a podcast. It's called the Lucky Lefty Podcast, which, Malik, I was thrilled to see that your podcast was called the Lucky Lefty Podcast, and you just heard it there in those highlights uh, from NBC. Every time I watch the game, they're like, He's the first left-handed quarterback in the history of Notre Dame football. That's right. Did that get old? Like, that's such a weird distinction to point out every time. Like, everybody that's done this before was right-handed until you. That always struck me as strange. Man, I'm telling you what, it's one of those things that you cling on to in terms of the little things of what what matter, and that matters a lot to me, man, being different and and trying to create a left-handed space that's safe everywhere you go in college football. (laughs) What's the toughest thing about being a lefty? Is Is it the can openers? What's the toughest thing? The toughest thing is just the disrespect with the handshakes. It's so unformal to do a left handed handshake when you're meeting somebody, but we need to change that. It's cool to do left handed too. Uh, but I would never lead with that. If you were here in the studio, I would, my natural inclination would be to go right. Would you swat it away and offer me the left? I think I would uh, try to initiate first to try to get you to the new normal. Oh, my. <laughs> the new normal. <laughs> You're fighting an uphill fight, man. It's what, what, one, one out of nine? Is that right? One out of nine people left-handed, something like that? 
Yeah, that's what it feels like in the uh, NFL, too. But, you know, two is trying to hold on as much as he can. Yeah, I was going to say, are you a big Tua guy? Naturally. You know, the, 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 the one that can go the furthest, I've become the biggest fan of. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Right, we're going to talk some serious football with you, but I've been, I've been dying to, to ask an expert on this. Um, what, what, do you, what do you make of Brian Kelly's Cajun accent once he got down to Baton Rouge? What do you think of that? It definitely needs a lot more Cajun. But, you know, if I'm getting paid $100 million, I'll come up with something, too, like that. <laughs> I'm here with my family. Family. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> he's, hey, listen, he's trying his hardest. But, you know, if that's what it takes to beat Alabama, then that's what it takes to beat Alabama. <laughs> Did he ever try to sound like he was from Ohio or, 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 or Indiana when he was hanging out with you guys in South Bend? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, he's going to fit the occasion. And I think that's, uh, that's what you can – just what you get when you're – told you for that long you just start adapting to your environment yeah <laughs> or selling out depending on how you want to uh how you, how you want to frame it uh malik zaire from the lucky lefty podcast is with us so what's your uh what's your impression of justin fields the nfl player as an nfl player i think he's definitely uh trending in the right direction of what the league seems to be uh, having the updated skill set when it comes to the quarterback position, you got to be somebody that can get away from pressure, somebody that can create a play a little bit longer because these, these guys like Will Anderson are coming into the draft and making it a lot harder to just stand still in the pocket. So for a guy like Justin Fields, uh, growing into a organization that seems to be doing everything they can to make sure that new stadium looks nice with a Bears team, I think he's a, a good leader for that. Similar to what Jalen Hurts is for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, the step that Jalen has taken with obviously good weapons around him is that willingness to stay in the pocket sometimes, just take those little check downs instead of using your legs to escape. And you're right, it's a great strength for Justin, but how hard is it to retrain your instincts to stay in that pocket and actually just take those little chippies instead of trying to make something more? Because if you do that every time, you get killed eventually. I definitely think it comes with some pain. You know, I think he's going to get tired of getting uh, some uh, more hits than necessary on some of the runs that he decides to take, you know, creating um, or creating plays, explosive plays for the offense. But I think it just comes with more experience as well. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is using his legs damn near every play, but he just finds a way to use his legs to get to a throw. So if Justin if Justin Fields can develop that aspect of uh, running downhill to find a receiver instead of to take off and run, I think it'll help him settle down or slow the game down for him as he's getting older with the more reps. I'm telling you, the more reps he takes, it's the secret to staying in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you battle that? Did you battle that when you're playing at Notre Dame and trying to, like, keep yourself in the pocket when you knew you could get outside and get a few yards at least? Yeah, it definitely comes, I'm telling you, it comes when you get hit more and more. The, the more hits you take, all it takes is, like, maybe the two or three of the wrong hits when you're trying to extend plays and get those two or three yards where you're like, you know, I'll find my check down eventually. And then – you know, if you want to stay healthy, you, you'll learn to do it a lot easier. Malik Zaire, former uh, Notre Dame and Florida Gator quarterback, Lucky Lefty podcast, is, is with us. When So you, as a mobile quarterback, which you were and, and Fields is, you know, we hear all the time about the scramble drill. 
What do you need from the other 10 guys on the offense to, to help support like the unique skill set that, that a guy like Justin Fields has? I think a lot of it comes off the, off the game field, especially those times where they get to meet up in Miami and get drinks and stuff. That's really the time where it takes to get that chemistry down and that trust down. I remember when I was going through uh, Notre Dame and going through the process of trying to start having those guys trust around me by working with them outside of the uh, the practice time or, or even the game allowed me to feel more confident in, okay, if I stay in this pocket and I know he's got a one-on-one or I know i got a play that I really like, if I just hit that timing uh, then trust my footwork, I know that my guy is going to be there. So, you know, the development he'll have with my receivers chasing EQ, <laughs> I think he'll find a lot of synergy with that. And, um, you know, it's, it's it's a habit. You know, a lot of it is a habit at Ohio State, you know, because they play at Notre Dame. They don't have that much of a offense where you're taking that much of a read. But, you know, he's young. So take advantage of the legs while you can. And then when he gets older, hopefully that crossover can happen for him. But with the support that he's getting right now, especially going into the draft, I think he'll have a, a lot more success with the talent around him. So you mentioned your guys, uh, Chase Claypool, Equinemius, St. Brown. How well do you know Claypool? Oh, man, I, I remember when he still had his Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's buried that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely don't have that anymore. So I got him right when he was, uh, you know, still learning uh, that you can't, like, tackle a guy when you're blocking at the receiver position. But, man, to see him come from so far, uh, it just shows how much dedicated he is to being good and, and how developed he is as an athlete. It's interesting. He's a crazy athlete. He had a 10-touchdown rookie season. He's got, you know, Calvin Johnson-like measurables. But Malik, in the in the pros, it hasn't been consistent, and he hasn't really had the same on-field success since that rookie year. We're trying to figure him out. Like, it's a contract year for him. What, what What's the key to unlocking that talent and making it consistent? Well, the beautiful thing about the NFL and, and football in general is that, you know, you can only go so long on talent alone before you start to really fall in love with the passion and the details of the game. And the best part about the game is the longer you go, the more detailed and obsessed you have to be with it. And for a guy like Chase, you know, it's all fun and games till you got to lock in and get specific on what you need to be uh, getting better at. So it's really a maturity process for him to make that decision that will be, all right, I know I have a lot of uh, potential and a lot of talent, but I got to really dedicate myself to wanting to be an integral part of this team and, and a number one receiver. And not saying that he can't have fun with it, but it takes a definite uh, dedication that I think he has the room for. And, you know, you got to love what you're doing. So uh, that consistency is where that comes from. Because talent, you know, there's so many talented guys in the NFL. You can have a hot streak at any point. But, you know, the NFL is a professional business, so they're going to figure it out eventually. And uh, I think once he gets uh, deeper into those little details of becoming um, a five-, six-year vet receiver that's dependent on being number one, uh, you'll start to see those consistent results. Man, that's interesting, and we appreciate it. It sounds kind of like what Heinz Ward was saying about him, having watched him in Pittsburgh in some of that same way. I don't, I don't. What's the key to unlocking a guy who's 25 or 26 and needs to take a maturity step? You got any, got any tips on how to do that? Well, right now he thinks he's top receiver in the league <laughs> from his interview, but yeah. I do think just uh, for him to unlock it, 
I think Justin Fields can play a huge part in that and in, 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 in convincing him and, and, and talking to him on a constant basis that you're my guy going into this season. I'm going to need you, uh, especially on these third downs and these big plays, we need to convert. I've seen what you're doing for uh, Ben Roethlisberger when he was out there. I need you to do it for me. And I think once you put that accountability on him, he's always been a great teammate in that aspect of holding himself accountable. But if the quarterback puts some of that pressure on him, I'm sure it'll unlock a lot of consistency and a lot of touchdowns next year. Man, I like the way you talk about players and talk about, you know, men having to having to figure it out. How can the NFL scout and evaluate quarterbacks better? They get it wrong every year, every single year. We know somebody's going to be this year's Ryan Pace and trade up for this year's Mitch Trubisky. I mean, we did, we lived through that, but oh man, somebody does it every year, <laughs> Malik. What, what? Why are they so bad at it? I think a lot of it is that they they buy into what they want the guy to be instead of what he is on tape, and it, it gets so intricate. Of course, when you're trying to give a guy twenty million dollars in the first couple of rounds. Uh, of how detailed and, and how the how much you want to know about a guy, but then when it comes to uh, football, it's a result-based business, and you need to really break down who is giving out the results on film. And I think once you stick to that, the rest will follow. For instance, for the Bears, I think it was just really unfortunate how uh, sometimes you can like a guy more than you can like his tape, and you should never have a Deshaun or Patrick Mahomes situation happen again. <laughs> Like a guy more than you like his tape. Yeah, they fell in love with Mitch as a guy. He's right. The Camry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The he, interview. He, he drove a he drove a Toyota Camry, and when he <laughs> when he booked a dinner reservation, he said it was a table for six for James McMahon, like Jim McMahon, the '85 Bear. And um, they loved that. They didn't even meet oh, with Deshaun Watson. <laughs> oh my goodness! See, he should have been ordering dinner reservations the right way. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was over it, Malik, until you brought it back up. So, so thank you. Oh my god! Thank you for that. Um, well, so who do you, what do you think the Bears should do with the number one pick? Man, so I, I got a really close friend of mine, Sean Davis. Shout out to him. He 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 thinks that you should get as much value as you can for the number one pick and get some draft picks. Really stock up on that. I think uh, the more the merrier, especially because you can strike out at any time on a number one pick. I think there's so many good, talented guys in the draft this year, especially defensively and at the receiver position that, you know, it's going to be hard to – Hard to miss on something, but you you definitely want a lot of stabs at it in this draft. So they should trade back the first pick to get more draft picks. But, you know, who knows? We'll see what they do. You said there's a lot of good guys at the receiver position. Um, that That's not a majority opinion. Some people think it's a down year. Some people like the class. If you were going to say fill in the blank is going to be the best receiver in the class, who would you say it is? Oh, man. Let me think. The best receiver in the class. I really like TCU's Quinn Johnson. I just like the uh, the size. I like I like the speed. But you know the thing about years where they think it's not going to be that much, you always find the ones that stick around for the longest. So I'm really looking out for that that breakout receiver because you know the draft's crazy. They're going to draft a receiver that you wouldn't expect to be that high, but it's going to be something to him that's going to be the reason why they're winning in games. You know, in the next season, so. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown is an example of what I think you can find uh, as a type of receiver in this draft that's going to blow up because that's the trend of where receivers are going. That's Stefan Digg, explosive slot, and play outside too. So there's some guys in there that I really like, but 
overall, I'm excited to see where the draft takes us. You saw Zay Flowers, right? You, did you like Zay Flowers at BC? You know, you guys played against him. I love Zay Flowers, actually. But the thing is, him and Caleb Downs, I like at the same uh, for the same reasons. But Zay Flowers did a great job of going to the right college that gave him the right fit to get him the ball all the time. And I think that's what you got to do if you're a recruit. Because when it comes to receivers, a lot of these guys have a great technique but don't get the exposure enough. So, you know, unfortunately, he ran into a buzzsaw at Notre Dame when he came out there. But other than that, I love what Zay Flowers is able to do inside and outside. And that's something that's invaluable at the next level. Check out his podcast, the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Malik Zaire, we enjoyed it, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's Malik Zaire, former Notre Dame quarterback. John Morosi previews the World Baseball Classic and tells us what he's hearing from spring training next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.